I'm Kate Daniels. Our youth are encountering such heavy pressures in their lives today. Adolescence has always had its challenges, which is why 50 years ago, yes, Youth Eastside Services was founded, known then as Heads Up. Today, it's quite an expanded service, providing programs that support LGBTQ youth, the Latino community, recovering youth, those with mental health issues, and these services are for children from birth to age 22. It's amazing. And to learn more, we have with us this morning, Patty Skelton-McGugan, the CEO of YES. Good morning, Patty Skelton-McGugan. It's so wonderful to have you join us this morning. Well, good morning. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I appreciate having you with us this morning, Patty, because you uh, are the bearer of some really critical and important information about services for youth. And that is really good news because we know that this is such a challenging time in young folks' life. So much going on. And Youth Eastside Services is right there, um, kind of as the safety net. And and I'm just amazed that this year you're celebrating your 50th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, we're excited about that. We've been helping kids on the east side of King County for over 50 years now. So it's it's a great party for us this year. And obviously, to have this longevity something is working right in order to be able to to do the work that you do. Uh, you know, on the one hand, it's like this started 50 years ago to support youth, I guess, with the goal that we're going to have solutions and we're going to fix everything. But the fact of the matter, every generation comes up with something new and there's always new challenges. Isn't that so? You know, that's absolutely right. When they started this agency, the founders back in, I think it was 68, they were dealing with the drug issues of the 60s. And as we know, even that has changed over the years. The kinds of drugs that are available that kids get their hands on have changed and become even more serious. Um, so we've really seen things evolve with kids. And, you know, that's what I think has helped us stay strong, is we've been able to respond to the changing needs that happen with young people in the community on an ongoing basis. I mean, it's new trends and things happen. You know, years back, They didn't have technology, as an example. I mean, that's one thing that's changed our world pretty dramatically. And it's changed it for the good, and it's also changed it for the bad. Uh, You know, we have concerns around things that we see with kids and technology. Uh, A good example is bullying, you know, where it used to be something that happened on the playground and it was kind of dealt with there. Now it becomes viral, and it goes so much further, so much faster. And we are seeing kids that are really struggling with even stepping back into the schoolroom because of what went so viral on the Internet. Um, And, you know, anxiety, depression, and even suicide. So it's it's pretty concerning to see what happens with that. But on the flip side, there's a lot of good that happens with technology in our kids, too. As you know, they have better access to good information as well. And uh, using it for, for educational purposes and other things that are just very, very beneficial and helpful for kids. We also have seen it. I think it's really cool that we've seen kids using social media as a means to get out causes that they care about and make an impact in the world in a whole different way, too. So it's really kind of cool that way. But, but yeah, being able to keep up with those changes as they evolve and needs um, of kids and families has been something we've really tried to stay current with and pay attention to and, you know, do the best research around what models and uh, 
interventions are working best with them and our best practices that we provide to the community too. So, yeah, it's uh, an interesting time, and uh, we've really seen it change over the years for sure. And currently, so when we look here at 2018, which is an amazing number, when we look at this and the numbers of young people that you serve, but this would also uh, probably mean their parents of kind of family units, I would imagine. Can you give us an idea of the numbers that uh, really come through your doors? Yeah, this last year, we touched about 70,000 different lives with our services throughout East King County. And that varies in the kind of service that they received, but we do outpatient mental health and substance abuse work in our intensive counseling services where you would come to us for an ongoing therapy of some kind. We reached around, uh, I want to say it's just around 7,000. And then on top of that, we do a lot with education and prevention as well. So we have offices where people come to us and get more ongoing intensive kinds of services. And then we are out and about in the community where we're doing community education, outreach. We're working in schools where our counselors are on site in schools, which is a wonderful partnership with the schools. So we're where kids are. We're able to help those kids and get them back in the classroom so that they're not missing class and help them deal with some of the social and emotional issues that they might be struggling with. So it's a great partnership that way. So we do individual counseling with kids. We work with families, we do groups, we deal with a wide variety of issues. If you can imagine all the things that happen with young people, we see them come through our door and we're able to help them and get them back on track so that they can succeed and be healthy, productive citizens of our community. So we're really fortunate to have such great partners that we can be in those places with kids and working together to help them. We know we're good at what we do, but we know there's a lot of things that other people are better at um, that we don't provide. And so we know partnering with those other organizations to wrap our arms around our kids in our community, give them all they need, is so critical and so important. And that's a a major factor here with the services provided is that you also are working with other entities within the community so that you can channel or kind of direct youth and their family towards these special support areas that are going to fit what their needs are. Correct. We provide uh, behavioral health care. We do mental health and we do substance abuse services and a wide range of education and prevention services. We refer out if we something we're not good at and somebody else provides that service. We partner, as an example, with primary care doctors. They refer to us. We refer to them. We partner with schools where they refer kids to us. You know, they've got them in their classroom. We help them get the kids the services they need so they can then be back in the classroom. The teachers can partner with us to get them the education they need as well. So it's really critical that we do that and we all work together to meet the needs of our, our kids and families. The other thing that's really important for us, and you touched on a little bit earlier, is that we help parents. You know, there wasn't an easy manual when people became parents on how to do that. So, you know, when they hit the bumps along the way, we get a lot of phone calls for a lot of help from parents as well. And that's something we know that is is critical. We also, a few years back, made a conscious decision to change the ages of who we serve. We used to serve just school-age kids. And now we're serving birth to 22. 
And we made that change because we know that if we can catch parents and young ones at an early age and give them the tools they need, we can help them succeed, that they may not get down the road of needing that more serious, more intensive services that we provide, or we're saving lives because we are losing kids to a lot of different things in our, our community and across the country, as you know. Yes. So we also, the, the age group that goes up, we bumped it up to 22 because we'd be serving some kids in our programs that may go off to college. And then when they come home, they're still needing the, uh, to come in and get some support and some help and some, some refresh on some of the skills they learned in order to, to succeed. So they're at college, they come home for a spring break or, you know, summer months, that kind of thing. We can still see them and help them get back on track and coach them through some of the things that they're dealing with. That really speaks loudly of such wisdom to start young because that whole idea of prevention or identifying uh, some challenges early on really makes so much sense. Uh, And to help parents so that they don't feel like, well, I should know this, like why <laughs> things change, you know, it, it's the world, our lives keep reinventing themselves. So for parents to be able to have this as a touchstone, I think is just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're able to provide some of the services to them that are best practices that have been proven to work, which is wonderful. So we have a, a parent-child interaction therapy as an example that we do and it's a, a wonderful model where there's actually the parent and the, the young child will come in and the counselor will work with them on building skills. And so the counselor will be in one room with an earbud in, and then there's a, a mirror, a two-way mirror window, and the parent has an earbud in their ear. They can then watch the interaction the parent's having with the child coach them through what they should be trying with their child, give them some skills, and then have them have some homework that they go away with to practice at home, and then they come back for their next session. So it's a, it's a great model that's working, and it's helped so many parents just really get on track with being a great parent for their kid. So we're excited about that model. It's fairly new for us that we've gotten our staff trained up in it, and uh, it's working. So that's an example of some of the things that we do to help the very young ones, because as you know, they're, they're not as easy to train and coach, <laughs> but, but it's possible. You know, and we really believe that catching them young and doing the education and prevention really matters and makes a big difference. But I always like to remind people that bumps happen along the way and people need help and they may have had all the good parenting that they, they could have, but things can happen. As an example, neighborhoods I've lived in, I've, you know, Neighbors that uh, one of the mom died of cancer, um, had gone through a divorce. These little boys were left all alone, grieving. Grandma now is having to take care of them. So grandma's grieving because she lost her child. The kids are grieving because they lost their parent and they feel parents because of the divorce um, that they've lost. And how do they get through all that? So we can help them with the grief and the loss and getting back on track so that they can then move on and deal with it appropriately as they go about in their lives. So drugs and alcohol enter into people's lives. Uh, Different stages, different reasons, it happens. We're there to help them through those kinds of issues. So I always like to remind people that it's the education and prevention matters a whole lot, 
And so does having those services in our community to catch people when they do fall. I can just feel that as you describe these kinds of situations, just the burden, the hardship, you know, feeling both safe in that instance for the grandparent, for the young children, and having those different generations adds another layer of challenge. So in that kind of a situation or similar situations, have you had feedback down the road from those involved as to what it's meant to have your support and intervention? Oh my gosh, yes. I can't tell you how many times I'm out in the community and people are introduced to me and they say, oh my gosh, I came to Youth Eastside Services when I was young, or you helped my neighbor or you helped my uh, my child. Uh I can remember one time at a, a big corporation that I was speaking at, and I was speaking to the executives of the corporation. And uh, afterwards, a gentleman came up to me, and he was waiting to talk to me. And I could tell he was waiting. And, you know, I got done talking with the other people I was with, and he asked if he could walk out with me. And uh, as we walked out, he began to cry. And he said, I just wanted to say thank you because Youth East Side Services saved my life when I was a teen. And I was just so touched by that. But that's, that's an example of what I get when I'm out and about in the community talking with people is that web of how far we've gone to help people that are now the leaders in our community as well. You know, there were, there were, there were those teens back in the 60s that may have been using drugs and alcohol and had a pretty serious addiction problem or abuse going on. And we were able to help them through that. And now they're, they're running some of our major companies even. So it's wonderful to see that we can make such an impact. Oh, absolutely. I I can feel that kind of just really pour down inside of me as to the feeling of of an adult then saying, you saved my life. Really, look at what the world would have lost uh, and you know, and all the people connected to that individual, that youth, side, youth Eastside Services is here to really help and guide in so many different ways, as you've been sharing already with us, Patty. And, and it's important to note that all these wonderful things, so critically important, don't just happen magically. It does take funds to, to support all the work, and we can see the value in it. So this is something that we do want to offer as an opportunity this morning, it is to be involved uh, on a, in a financial way and perhaps volunteer-wise as well, but, but certainly financially, right, Patty? Yeah, you know, as a nonprofit, we struggle all the time just to raise money to help those that can't afford our services. So we're the kind of organization that you can come to us if you have insurance. Um, we take your insurance. Um, if you want to pay out of your pocket, you can do that. Um, but we do have a lot of people that can't afford to get help. And it may not just be those that are low income. It may also be someone who just can't pay their deductible because they've got some big financial obligation that is just really taking them for a bad turn. So they need extra help. So we don't turn anybody away because they can't afford to pay. And that's critical to us. We want to be there to help people when they need it. That's our, our big part of our mission is to not turn people away. But on the flip side, we've got to raise money to compensate for that, that uncompensated care. So, 
it's something that we do all the time is, is go out to the community and ask them to please wrap your arms around us and help us support our kids and families in our community because they need that help and can't afford to pay for it. So we do things like we have a big fundraiser coming up uh, that we do every year. It's our biggest fundraiser. We, we have a breakfast um, that we do a fundraiser at, and we have a guest speaker this year. We're so excited to have Cheryl Strayed, who uh, was from the, the movie and the book Wild. And I think uh, her adventure on the Pacific Crest Trail is going to be interesting to hear about it. But it also what she went through and the challenges is really something that is relatable to some of the work that we do with our kids and families as well and getting through some of the struggles. So at that breakfast, we, I, I, I wish we could tell the whole community to come and, and join us at that breakfast, but we're, we've already closed registration for it. But we could definitely use the financial support if anyone is interested in helping us, they can go on to our website and donate. That's youtheastsideservices.org. They can also mail us a check, um, and uh, they can uh, drop it by, uh, whatever works best for them. So we would appreciate any kind of support to help our kids, especially those that are low-income in our community. The other thing that people can do is they can volunteer their time. That's something that is so critical as well. So if they're interested in doing that, they can contact us. They can go to our website to get our information, or they can call us at 425-747-4937. And, you know, I like to tell people, too, that um, everybody is a little overwhelmed with what's going on across our country right now. The school shootings, the violence, and students walking out across the country to make a change for, for hopefully the better. It's something that feels so big and so overwhelming that nobody knows uh, an exact answer on how to solve it. But I truly believe that each one of us can take a step to do something, and that will make it at least somewhat better. We all have a role to play in that. We can sit back and we can watch the news and, and say, oh, that's too bad, or we feel so bad for those families that just lost their children when they sent them to school and they were killed and didn't come home. How horrifying. We can do something to help that. We can donate to help with organizations like ours to provide that mental health support for our young people in our communities. It's, it's a way that will help. We have helped so many kids who are dealing with depression, anxiety, the violence, etc. And if we can get them the help they need, that's one more kid that we don't have to worry about walking into a classroom with a gun. So I do hope people will consider helping us because we can really use that help. There's lots of good organizations and lots of good choices out in the community I know. And so supporting any of them matters. Um, and just appreciate if, if anyone listening could, could consider giving us uh, that, that, that help as we go forward to help kids in the community. Absolutely. We want to underscore exclamation point about this because is so many really critical things about what you do at Youth Eastside Services, Patty. Mental health support being one of them, because that, as we hear about these really tragic shootings that are going on too often in our schools, and I've heard the eloquence of these young people, uh, the students speaking out against this, and I think the hope is in these young people. So for those who are facing the challenges to have this, I'm going to call it again, a safety net, the support 
that they can find and direction and assistance to become healthier through the services of Youth East Size Services, uh, you know, here's a way that we, with our dollars, can feel like we're helping to make a difference. Absolutely. And, you know, money is one thing. Giving of your time is something that matters. We do need mentors for our kids. We have a mentoring program. That's an example. You know, even helping around the office helps us out. If somebody wants to do administrative things, you know, they say, oh, I, I don't have a lot of money or I don't know anything about volunteering with kids and not have an interest in it, but they may be able to help us with putting packets together, informational packets as an example, or doing light office work kinds of help. So, yeah, I mean, if people are interested in doing that kind of stuff, we would certainly love to talk with them. I hear you saying that, you know, you might have something that you are talented in, and I'm, I'm thinking about organizational skills or having office skills that people might feel that that's their strength. Don't discount something that you're interested in. Always check online or make a call, right, Patty? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We would love to, to at least have a conversation with you about it. So, again such a, an important way to feel empowered, to feel like I am doing something. I know we have this huge problem going on, drugs being one of them, but mental health issues really are being discussed so much more so, which is a great thing that we're finally acknowledging. This is an issue. Youth Eastside Services is doing so much to work on this issue that we have and to support your work, Patty, I think is a way we can feel like we're doing something positive. Absolutely. The other thing that I'd like to encourage parents to think about or, or other relatives or neighbors or friends of young people is that if you are struggling with, with trying to figure out the right thing to do with a young person, you know, reach out to us and we'll, we'll be happy to help. I think that stigma around mental health and substance abuse, well, I know it continues to be an issue. And people think, oh, that's just a normal thing with a kid. It doesn't hurt to ask the questions and to get the help. Uh, and doing it soon and getting help early can make a big difference before things get out of hand or get too far down the road. It's always nice to get the facts and some information and some tools to help you when you're going through those things. And we're there to do that. So I encourage people to reach out and seek help, whether it's with us or with some other organization that provides services throughout King County, get the help early. It truly makes a difference for our kids. And, you know, we've lost kids throughout our community to suicide and overdoses. And I feel horrible when I say that or even hear that because I feel so responsible running an organization like this is the work we do. I have to always remember the lives we've saved. And I want to continue to save more lives and not have to talk about the ones we've lost in the future. And I know that as a community, if we all pull together and do our part, we can make a big impact going in the right direction. And do you have a feeling, I sort of get this sense that there's a kind of change in energy that so much tragedy has gone on, but there is some hope rising and we are beginning to pull together as a community to to be more proactive? Uh well, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> I think we've always tried to be proactive and being available and flexible enough to meet the needs of the community. I do think it's a difficult time. It's a difficult time for our kids. It's a difficult time for our parents. It's a difficult time for our country. So if we all pull together, we will make things better. 
but we can't just sit back and constantly talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about it's good. We've got to do that as a first step. But there's got to be action, and we've got to do some things to assure that we are getting our kids and families the tools and the help they need in our world, the help they need to be happy, healthy, and successful. And everybody plays a part in that. And we've, we've, we've kind of gone, not everyone, I have to admit, there are so many good things happening, and there are so many good kids and families um, out there. We know that. But, but I have to admit that when I go to a restaurant and I see a family having dinner and they are all on their cell phones and they're not talking to each other, that really disturbs me. Yes. Because we are losing some of that connection. And so taking time out to communicate with each other, to be with each other, to get outside, to get healthy, to get some exercise, those are things that each individual can do and take control of and take charge of. And if we all do better at that, Say hi to people on the street. You know, I drive by the schools and I see the reader boards now saying, show acts of kindness today. Talk to someone you don't know. I mean, we're having to put these on reader boards now because we have lost some of that in our culture. And it's time to bring it back. It's time to bring back the, the random acts of kindness and saying hello to each other and helping each other. And that piece about the cell phones or whatever our piece of technology is, is there are good things about that, but not to the detriment of breaking down personal human contact between ourselves. So all of this in balance, and maybe that's where we have to be reminded or even taught it if young kids are growing up in that atmosphere. And that's where, again, such important education can be found and supported as well at Youth Eastside Services. You're absolutely right, and we're, we're happy to be that bright, shining light in the community to help our kids and families succeed. I'm really proud of it for 50 years now. Yes. So congratulations, of course, on the 50 years, and for adapting to the changing needs. That also is uh, obviously a big part of why you are still here, Patty. The organization is still here because you've adapted, and I think also serving this broader spectrum, broader age range, really speaks to where the needs do exist in our society. With this understanding that, yes, Youth Eastside Services is doing so much, and again, it can't do it without all of us engaging in some way. Find what that is that works for us. Sometimes we don't have the time available to volunteer, then certainly look at the bank account and do it as a one-time gift or even set up uh, donations throughout the year. I would imagine that would be quite welcome, Patty. Absolutely. We have some people that have deductions from their their paycheck given to us. We have some people that uh, give through other avenues, such as United Way, as an example, and that supports organizations like ours. So there are different ways to go about it, and there are different ways that people like to give. Some people like to give to our general operating so that we can continue to, to keep the lights on and pay the staff to get the service out. And others like to focus on a certain area. They may want to just support mental health or they may want to just support substance abuse services. That's okay. We'll, we'll take that support and we'll put it where they want it. And it's always great for me to have the community helping us think forward about the next 50 years 
and contributing to that so that we can continue to be there and be strong for this community. And we wouldn't have done it without people in the community. Our agency, it's very cool, I think, how we started. It was started by it's actually a pharmacist, Phil Noodleman. It was the brainchild behind it. And he got together other people in the community, had conversations with them, and they described these times of sitting around in living rooms having conversations about how to launch this organization. And it started that way with concerned citizens. And so to this day, it's concerned citizens that are involved that are helping us continue to move the organization forward. And I'm so grateful for that because it's made such a huge impact for our community and has helped thousands and thousands of kids and families. So let's all continue to pull together, be part of this community team, and find out more information at the website. Would you mention that for us again, Patty? It's youtheastsideservices.org. Perfect. And I so appreciate that you have this passion and involvement and commitment to the work for our youth and families, Patty, and I really appreciate that you've taken time with us this morning to share these important insights. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that you're helping get the word out, and hopefully you'll be a good, strong partner of us going forward that we can reach even more kids and families and help break down some of that stigma so people will come get help. Absolutely.